everyone. This is Sakib Ali hosting the show. Uh, welcome to another special episode of Cricket with an Accent. And uh, uh, this episode, we'll be talking to one of the most celebrated Delhi cricketers, India cricketers. He was a hero of uh, the first Asia Cup win against Pakistan in Sharjah. And he's been also an iconic mainstay in the Delhi Ranji wins. You know, uh, in some of the biggest games, he, he raised his hand and you know, he contributed more than you know, the scorecard can reflect. So on that note, let me introduce my guest. It's an absolute honor to be talking with Mr. Surinder Khanna. Uh, how are you, sir? Very well. Very fine. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm fine. How about you? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm as fine too with COVID. Uh, I got vaccinated a few months ago. So all is, all is good. Uh, Want, that's good news. <laughs> Especially with the, the entire world <clears throat> battling this pandemic. And we've lost so many people, you know. It's very unfortunate. Yes, I mean, the suffering has been pretty global. And, uh, yeah, you see everywhere yeah, people... Condolences to all those who have departed us and, you know, to their families. And let's hope the Almighty helps us get over this period without uh, much damage. Yes, uh, ab- Absolutely. So again, uh, not to discount the knowledge of our listeners, but it's fair to say there's a lot of young public, uh, you know, in the in the audience who tunes in, and uh, and I remember your name. Like I was mentioning you before we started recording, that you uh, opened with uh, Gulam Parker and were man of the series in the famous first Asia Cup win. Uh, but before that, just for an introduction, even for myself, what is your background sir, for cricket? Who were your heroes growing up and? Uh, how did you pick up a bat as a youngster? Well, it was jack of all and master of none <clears throat> initially. At school level, I was in... Uh, I passed out from uh, government school, Shakti Nagar number one, where I started playing cricket a little bit. And uh, probably in the last year at school, 72... 71-72, I got selected for Delhi and North Zone. We went to Srinagar and uh, then to Calcutta for North Zone. That was uh, the beginning of uh, playing cricket. Before that, I was in Lord Montessori School and Bal Bharti Public School, Rajendra Nagar, where we were too young, in fact. you know, Like we all play in uh, parks in front of our house. So we used to dabble in every game, every spot. But uh, once I played for Delhi schools and North Zone schools, I felt that there is uh, a window of opportunity if I can work hard and put in some efforts because there were a lot of colleges who were after me to join them, like St. Stephen's, Khalsa College. Then eventually I went into Hindu College, which was one of the best in the country. And they had a, a history like Stephen's of playing cricket, producing good cricketers. And also the ground was in the college premises. Uh, for Stephen's, uh, they had to go to uh, near Kashmiri Gate, place called Mori Gate, where they had their ground for cricket. So it was quite convenient that in the college premises, and you have so many supporters, you know, the boys and girls, when you play cricket or any sport, they're cheering you up. So it was quite an incentive and uh, three years at college uh, in between under 22 happened. I played for Delhi North Zone, captained it, captained the college in final year. I was very fortunate to have uh, Prabhjot Singh as my first captain in college, then Hari Gitwani. They were great influence on me. And uh, later on, uh, when I went to uh, the Ranji Trophy Nets after performing in uh, Vizzy Trophy, under-22, at the college and all the local tournaments. Uh, my performances got noticed and I was uh, called for uh, uh, the Ranji Trophy Nets by none other than uh, Bishan Singh Bedi, the legendary uh, left-arm spinner. He was the captain and uh, he saw me there and I got a break in 76 to play Ranji Trophy for Delhi. We played the finals in the first year, in fact. We lost narrowly to Mumbai and Delhi in the finals. But I did reasonably okay uh, to catch the eye of uh, the cricket pundits and my uh, uh, president of that time, Mr. R.P. Mehra, who was known as uh, Shaj. 
he he was a great influence and and i must say the administrators selectors the era i was playing and coming up were very honest since the money has now come in the economics and the dimensions of uh, dynamics of uh, uh, selection that everything has changed i'm sorry to say but coming to uh, rp mera ji he was known as latusha he had come from lahore uh so did my dad came as a refugee i was born in delhi and uh, uh, life wasn't uh, very easy to be honest like all the refugee families uh, i was part of my family and uh, at times i do tell the world that we were staying in one and a small room about 15 20 of us it was a joint family my father being the eldest and the bread earner because my grandpa expired in lahore and at young age he had to mentor the entire family he had three brothers and his own family as well as my grandma so the values i got from my family my father my grandma my mom all my uncles and the support from my brothers sisters and everyone close and friends as well uh, because they play a very uh, you know vital role in encouraging you especially when you are down because every day uh, you don't have a great day like even if you, you are in any kind of profession you have an off day or you may have many off days so if you have a good family structure then you have that backing and it helps you uh, overcome all the negativity which comes in because of any failure or you know have an off day or when you are feeling down so this support system of family close friends well wishes and uh, another thing which i never realized was that in our era it was test matches days cricket and uh, as batsman uh, the idea was to stay at the crease occupy the crease and score runs whereas my style of play was uh, modeled something on uh, farooq engineer sir he used to be an attacking wicket keeper batsman opener and wicket keeper so so was i so then kirmani uh, who was a fantastic wicket keeper and uh, both of them and kiri batted in the middle order but uh, uh, they were great influence on me and i watched quite a bit of uh, gunappa vishwanath then uh, sunil gavaskar because how he used to shuffle uh, back and across and you know uh, perform well at the top level then in delhi team i had mohindra manath surendra manath venilamba venkat sundram chetan chauhan madanlal bedi sahab our captain they were all there to encourage us and pass on their uh, experiences share their uh, uh, experience with us the youngsters and uh, uh, because of wicket keeping uh, i had a secured place in the team once i played a couple of seasons and then uh, as my confidence grew so was my batting and 78 uh, was the uh, brilliant uh, for me in terms of that i got a century in each innings in the finals of ranji trophy at bangalore against karnataka delhi won for the first time and i as a youngster had a 100 in each innings uh, second inning we were 43 for 5 and jimmy amanath and myself mohinder amanath and myself uh 43 for 5 uh karnataka people they were about 30000 35000 people cheering for them uh they felt they had won because from 43 how many can you make but uh, god was kind whichever superpower is there and we had a 300 run partnership and we put about uh 500 runs on the board then you know our team and uh, we got them out for 128 or something in the fourth innings on a wearing pitch it was uh, not a great wicket the scores might suggest with the spinners of the caliber of chandrashekhar and prasanna and uh, gunappa vishwanath brijesh patel many stalwarts rajabini and all playing for them and uh, that was uh, uh, that helped me then to get into the indian team for the world cup in 79 and the series uh, against england to be played in england i mean i said these this in 2 3 4 minutes but uh, what people see on the television today virat kohli rohit sharma or 
any great Root or Stokes or Warner or many players, they are the finished product which they see. How much uh, effort, how much hard work has gone behind for Dhoni to become Dhoni or Kirmani to become Kirmani or Sehwag to become Sehwag or Tendulkar to become Tendulkar. This youngsters and people don't know how many miles the legs have run. <laughs> you know, uh, People do their training in the gym these days. I was always an outdoor person. So was Kapil Dev. You know. We always believed in running outdoors, Mohindra Manar, Madan Lal. We all believed in that. And before people got up, we used to do our 10-15 mile stretch in the morning, you know, which nobody knows. And that's how uh, uh, with that kind of uh, dedication, hard work, and of course you need the luck to be on your side as well. And uh, by the grace of God, whatever little uh, I achieved or played, uh, well, that has made me speak to you, Sadiq, now, after so many years. No, I think you covered quite a lot and made my job quite easy. I had a few questions, but you gave me a lot of information in the first response uh, to drive this conversation. You're, you're absolutely right. And a few things that stayed with me was, you know, in 76, you uh, played, you know, uh, I think you said in front of mission for the trials for Delhi with the Bedi Saab watching. And uh, you also said, you know, you took cricket seriously when you were like, what, 15, 16, and then uh, made the team for... Uh, Hindu college. So talk about that. I mean, it seems to me like you, were you not serious about cricket or were you a late bloomer or, you know, you never thought cricket was, cricket could be a career. I mean, talk about those years because it seems like you were a very raw talent, you know, because if that late, because today we hear they are prodigies and 15 people are targeting to play for India. So what were the circumstances? Did you say, did you, did you ever see cricket as a serious profession and, you know, uh, talk about those years? In fact, in the beginning, you know, nobody wanted their children to play. Not only my family, everybody. They wanted us to do our graduation or, you know, get into engineering or uh, maybe go for MBBS and all or become a chartered accountant like I had. My uncle is still alive. He's the youngest of uh, our uncles. He's 82. He did his CA in 67 or 66. So he was in the family because at 25, we came to know he's our uncle. Otherwise, uh, we were told by dad and mom that he's our elder brother. So he was a role model in uh, those circumstances. One of uh, the family members becoming and doing CA was a great achievement. And he wanted us uh, because I was a very good student at school, 96, 98% in my earlier uh, years, till 7th, 8th. So he felt if I can take up accounts and uh, do chartered accountancy. But uh, I was playing sports. I was doing my studies. Then once I went into Sonnet Club where Tarek Sina was there. I started practicing there on uh, Sundays or whichever holiday. And uh, I got hooked on it and then coming into Hindu college. These two places, you know, the three years in Hindu college and uh, then my stint at Sonnet Club, which was pretty long. And Tarak Sina, Pramod Jain, Sharvan, many people were there. And uh, they were always encouraging us, helping us. Uh, financially, there was not much of money, though we had all the uh, good facilities at home, good food, good schooling, good college and best of, uh, you know, uh, whatever was required for good health. But uh, I would say uh, those things never came in my way of playing cricket because I always had friends who would take me on their bike or in their car. Uh, I could perform. I was a performer, let's put it, whichever sports I played. People felt I was very good at uh, table tennis and badminton. But then once I started playing cricket, I really uh, got the hang of it. If you want to do anything in life, first of all, the kid must know uh, the kind of passion he feels for that. Whether it is studies, whether it is uh, music, dance, anything. If you have the passion, then uh, you work hard for it. You don't come to know. 
even if you are spending 15 hours 12 hours you walking miles and miles traveling in three buses trains like we didn't had the luxury of having a driver or a car which i have now i could provide to my kids but those those were tough days tough times but then my father used to say there is no gain without pain you got to work hard son and uh, in the longer run when i look back we must have done few things right to get the right result you know and uh, then uh, there was also a myth uh, that i joined food corporation of india for 5 years from there i shifted to steel authority of india limited sale and a lot of people said that if you join uh, organization then you you can't play for india so i joined fci and then i played for india in 79 i joined immediately after my college my results were not out uh, 76 and 78 79 and i had the brilliant season they all supported me you know FCI, my college i mean there are a whole lot of people to thank you know uh, sometimes we forget uh, when you're achieving things laurels that how many people have uh, helped you achieve uh, uh, playing for india and starting from my family and everyone then tarak sena pramod jain sharwan and many others and then the delhi state cricket association my college um, mm-hmm. college mates my captains who in the early stages you know even if we were not performing prabjot singh uh, goti his nickname is he used to uh, weather all the storms of the seniors telling him why uh, surender gets so many chances but he saw something in me many others and i was uh, able to live up to the expectations and then when the seniors were so kind to me uh, i tried to pass that on to my younger players in at sonnet or at college or at delhi or sale or wherever state authority or fci even today at my academies i work with the poor guys who have talent and i try and help them to get education and you know help them uh, in my small humble way and uh, money has never been uh, my way of uh, you know playing for money was never the idea it was a passion and uh, in the end good results came Sure. And uh, again, a small digression on my part. I mean, today, you, I mean, I don't live in India and I, I don't really know how, I mean, I only read about it, how, you know, these cricket academies are producing wonderful cricketers and, you know, there's so much opportunity uh, because of IPL and, and whatnot. But during those years, when you were at Sonnet and then made the transition to, say, Hindu college, uh, again, this, maybe not for you, but overall, how expensive were cricket kits and then to play at that level, Uh, seriously even for college or sonnet club did cricketers need sponsorships like for bats and shoes or this was all self managed in that era well everything was self managed uh, we didn't had the money to buy bats or pads or anything it was the club then my school you know i was very lucky that our sports teacher harpal singh ji he allowed us to have the school kit uh, use it for practice and we, we did it at our uh, club as well then we had uh, op malhotra ji from pgdav college and pramod jain and tarak had uh, studied there so they, he used to help us with the gear as well and then later on it was the sports industry in merit and jalandhar uh, sg ss bdm uh, bitol sport vijay industries in agra everybody then uh, once we started playing for delhi we started getting uh, sponsorships from them all the cricketers who were playing at the state level they started getting the cricket equipment from uh, the manufacturers all these people they were very kind to us for free and uh, that's how some of our rich friends like my childhood friend arvin basin when we were staying in ramjus at ramjus road he used to have the cricket gear so he used to uh, give uh, the bat and pads and everything to us to play and that's how someone or the other you know we had tinchu brothers we had raju jain many you know sandeep sajdeva who were from wealthy families and they were always and uh, the best part about all these people 
even kirti azad who is younger to me but a very dear friend and a fantastic cricketer and a politician too now three times mp and two times mla they never f- made me feel small when they were spending money on me uh, that's the greatest thing i learned from uh, all these friends hari gitwani even today when we go out uh, at times you know hari gitwani senior to me never lets me spend and he pays he said fine to aaj bada ho gaya but main tere se bada hu these are things that uh, people were very kind you know and i can never repay this uh, debt or theirs and uh, if i needed a bat or anything they were uh, there to give me lend me and i could play sure no this, these are like i mean very influential stories and hopefully when people listen to this they can relate to it because even within our culture things might have changed but yeah these are like uh, quite heartwarming and inspirational things you just said uh, and and it is it is contagious you know because kindness has to be passed on through generations and when i was talking to mr vijay lokapalli preparing to talk to you to get some insights he said surinder khanna is a name like when former cricketers talk about him even when he's not present people call him khanna ji and that's the kind of respect he has uh, commanded So I don't, again, I don't want to embarrass you by praising you, but again, let's talk about Mr. Bedi now. He's before my time, but I've read, read quite a lot about him. Before that, let me take a couple of guys, you know. There was this Gurcharan Singh uh, at NIS Gucci Bhaji, Patnagar Sahib also. Then Radish Amji and Fazlur Raman at Subhaniya Club, Ahmed Tamim and many others. And also Gurcharan Singh and Marty by schoolmates. one of them is in toronto now koki nickname and the other is in new jersey uh they were also very helpful and uh, very encouraging in fact koki took me to the delhi schools trials and was like a big brother and then his elder brother called him to england uh, to, to to canada and he left after school he was a fantastic left arm spinner mm-hmm. and a big brother kind there was another baljinder singh he expired unfortunately he used to you know take me he he started working at a young age and uh, he was so kind that we played for the same club he would come in a three wheeler or cab pick me up from my house go to the ground and on the way back drop me home first and then go can't forget such people you know how kind and how nice and the camaraderie we all had for each other when we were growing up that's missing now unfortunately in the last 20 30 years i'm seeing uh, that camaraderie that feeling for uh, one another uh, that is missing unfortunately i don't maybe know what is maybe it maybe a more cutthroat right because the more money like you said came in uh the the single mindedness again you need single mindedness to succeed in sport but maybe that's what replaced it and and you again you you are a better judge too because i was never even close to being a spo- school sportsman forget about playing for delhi or india so i can't comment but i think uh, that's but a common theme sadik we had so many who used to travel with me take me in their car or mobike and enjoy my batting the way i used to hit the fast bowlers and they were very kind so we need friends like you as well you know <laughs> who encourage us and make us perform you know help us with whatever uh, goodness they had in terms of coming from very affluent background you know family background uh, sure i mean like you said it takes a village you know like one guy plays for india there's like so many support system people in there who made it I'll possible i let the youngsters i mean going to disco and all nowadays it's it's so common in our days uh, uh it was very difficult first of all there were very few in delhi and uh, then the family taboo but once i started playing you know kirthi uh, hazard i never had money in my pocket to pay at the five star hotels you know taj or pungru uh, the number one were the main discos an evening would cost about 3 4 of us 25 30000 rupees i never paid i had no money and kirti never felt made me feel small never ever in life did he ever say that i bloody spent so much money kabhi gussa aa jata hai sadi doston mein kai bari aisi baatein ho jati hain he never did that you know so hmm. there are people of that kind you know who were very kind to 
uh, I at times feel, you know, that this pandemic goes away and uh, whenever I get an opportunity, in fact, now in the last 15, 20 years, every year I celebrate a couple of, you know, games at Roshnara Club or uh, uh, collect my old friends from school, all these names I'm taking. And we all get together and I organize everything, the booze and the songs and what, whatever. And we get together just to repay what they were to me. You know, it's not the question of spending money or anything. Even today, I have no money. It's good friends. Somebody gives me his banquet hall or somebody gives me a free game at uh, Roshnara and does the drinks and uh, lunch and everything. They're so kind even today. Cricket has given me so much, you know. No, no, absolutely. It's it's, uh, it's it's wonderful to you know hear uh, all these reflections. Uh, so if you can talk about Mr. Bedi, right? I was uh, uh, I've heard you know so many great so many great things about. I've been a legend, living legend. He went through his uh, heart surgery and brain surgery. He's recovering well, recovering slow, but. Uh, doing well. I spoke to a friend this morning. He told me he was lucky to speak to him and he placed him immediately and uh, recovery is fine and he's doing all right. So I, I was telling my friend Jeffrey Leps, he's a West Indian living in India for last 35-40 years. So I said, you're very fortunate, very lucky. He said, I took a chance. I phoned up his daughter and she was there and she made me speak to him. I said, fine. So Bedi Sahib was a very hard taskmaster, led by example, and he worked hard with us, showed us the way, and he was well respected. And uh, we followed, uh, he was a true leader, you know, let me put it a general, that uh, whatever words came out of his mouth was a command. And we never thought about like an instance, we walked out of a Ranji Trophy match for him when he said things are not right at the DDCA and uh, four or five of us, you know, we walked out of a game. That's the kind of uh, respect and the aura he had and the impact he had on all of us. That we worked so hard to get into Ranji Trophy and all and uh, we, it could have been if administration uh, had probably uh, terminated our careers, you know, at that time for that indiscipline. Uh, but R.P. Mera Latusha was great, man, you know. And uh, he said, Sardar ji ne kharab karta hai. Never do that again. And we apologized. And he said, I don't want to spoil your career. If you have any problems, come to me. So I said, yeah, we made a mistake. We'll come to you. But then that opportunity never came and we lost him and then things till we played were reasonably okay at DDCA. Initially, there was not much of money. How he organized and how Bedi Sahib had that clout, you know, because he was the first North Indian uh, who became captain of India uh, after Lala Manat and uh, also who was performing like a champion in uh, wherever he played in county cricket for Northampton or for India, the famous quartet, Prasanna, Chandrasekhar, Venkat Raghavan and Bedi Saab, they were winning matches for India and he commanded great respect, you know, and he was a hard-working fellow who led from the front, you know. It wasn't that he was sitting on a chair and telling us to run for half an hour, 40 minutes or one hour. If uh, we had to do training. We all did together. And uh, so were Mohinder Ramanath, Surindra Ramanath, Chetan Chauhanji, he is no more. Many others, Suresh Luthra, and fantastic people, you know, Venkat Sundram, Venelamba, Rakesh Shukla. We have lost quite a few of them. My senior, uh, you know, uh, Indrajit Singh, who was the wicketkeeper before me. They were all so great souls, you know, noble souls, you know. We lost so many of them. I feel sad, you know. We all know that uh, we all have an expiry date. and uh, But uh, you've spent about good 10, 15, 20 years with them while playing. Uh, you miss them quite a lot, you know. Sure. 
And, and another thing I would like to pick your brain on is because you played for Bishan Bedi, you know, for the longest time and also Sunil Gavaskar when you played for India. Uh, so compare the two captainship styles. Again, we have heard and read a lot about these guys, their, their personal battles, they were great rivals and they were great teammates. How did you differentiate between the two leadership styles, you know, with the chances you had to play under them? When I played for India, <clears throat> Gavaskar Sahib was the captain in Asia Cup. And uh, Venkat was the captain, Venkat Raghun was the captain in World Cup and the England Tour. Bedi Sahib, I played for Delhi in North Zone and then for Steel Authority, we were working together. Bedi Sahib was an attacking captain. Let me put it this way, because he was from the old school and he taught us the old school cricket. That get the batsman out, send him to the pavilion. You can't bowl any. There was no negative word in his dictionary like Ian Chappell, if you listen to him commentating. You can't pack one side and think that you can stop a good batsman. A good player, complete batsman, will find ways to punish you. He'll go outside the off stump if you're, you've packed the off, off field and hit you on the leg side. If you're bowling on the leg side, he'll still find ways to pick runs off you. If you're flighting the ball, he'll use his feet. If you bowl short, he'll go on the back foot to cut and pull. So a complete batsman for the listeners like Jack Callis, Rahul Dravid, Tendulkar, and in our times, Kunapa Vishwanath, Gavaskar, the consistency they have in scoring runs. Mohinder Amanath, I saw him, Surinder Amanath scoring tons of runs, Chetan Chauhan. But to do that, you know, the self-belief, the self-confidence, which a cricketer needs to have in his ability, not overconfidence, that comes by training, working hard, and then when you play in the nets, don't get out. Even if there are 10 bowlers or 8 bowlers, Try to play with a mindset you're playing a match in the nets. That is the place your real match starts from. If you're not concentrating in the nets, in the match, you'll do the same and get out cheaply. So, for me, nets was the place and all these genius, all these greats whom I played with or played against, I observed them closely because I was a wicketkeeper. And uh, being a science student, my IQ and uh, the little intelligence I had, and I was very inquisitive that uh, I would uh, discuss with uh, all the greats I got an opportunity. I was not scared of anybody, you know. If you have to ask, go politely and uh, they get into a conversation with you. And uh, you learn so much if you have your eyes and ears open. And uh, probably... uh, Gavaskar Saab was a thinking captain. He would look at the wicket. And uh, first of all, he'll look for a draw. He did, he hated losing. Bedi Saab would go for a win straight away. Whether it is a damp wicket or anything bad first. Because he was a spinner. So he would think about bowling in the fourth innings. Gavaskar Saab was an opening batsman. Probably the thinking of even letting the opposition in if it was a green top and maybe check the opposition from scoring too many runs. And he was a thinking cricketer and one of the finest opening batsmen in the world. So I felt he was very calculated and he also knew the strength and weakness of the team while uh, taking those decisions. I'm sure. I'm just trying to think Okay, let, let me add one more and question to it. While you, wh- and Kapil Dev was the kind of uh, cricketer he was. He could win a match with his batting, with his bowling. He was the one who changed the entire, brought a revolution in Indian cricket, uh, winning the World Cup. So there were three different uh, styles of captaincy I played under. And one of the best according to me, never got a chance to captain Delhi North Zone. Uh, he captained Delhi North Zone, but never got the chance to captain India. Mohinder Ramanath. He was one of the finest cricketing brains 
but never got a chance to captain india unfortunately yeah that is that is quite ironic and you're right you know because all his contemporaries at least ravi shastri also captain one match for india bengsarkar captain and then you know shrikant azruddin you know also captain so you are right yeah it's strange that he missed out in those days especially when the selectors uh, were not backing captains for long so it is it's more ironic that he didn't jimmy manat didn't get a chance so let me ask you one thing in this era today coach is a everyone says i talked to greg chapel he said coach is a new phenomenon which happened in last 20 years or so so during the days of gavaskar and vedi when you were playing how powerful and important was captain like what were the responsibilities was there any consultation in playing 11 it was a sole captain decision how did those how were those decisions made uh, you know was there a team management i mean behind the scene like for delhi or for india you know just just fill us in on some of those insights well <clears throat> to be honest the captain and the seniors but captain called the shots in our times and if the manager happened to be uh, like in sharja we had abbas ali beg sahab who was a great player of his time and a very articulate man and a wonderful person he was there so if such cricketers were there on tours as manager they would definitely uh, given their inputs ultimately it was the captain and the seniors and the captain they only uh, framed the strategy you know and they also gave us the freedom to interact and uh, give our ideas about the opposition and how to go about it and they were ready for suggestions i remember during the asia cup i was staging my comeback into the team and it was against sri lanka dulip mendis came in to bat there was two three wickets down mendis is a kind of batsman was a kind of batsman who could take the opposition bowling apart uh, we faced him in 79 at old trafford trafford in england we had the game under control and then he came in and blasted 88 of just 78 overs in which his uh, non striker also uh, played quite a number of balls so i told <clears throat> sunny bhai that chetan sharma you have taken off he's just walked in and uh, roger binney will be too slow and by the time roger settles down it's not that i doubted roger's uh, ability or anything i felt chetan was in his rhythm he was bowling around 145 and uh, mendis has just walked in if we put two three slips we might have it and roger was on his run up so he called chetan again told roger to wait and on the third ball he was caught in slips by sandeep patel so these captains were ready for our suggestions you know uh if if you had the right suggestion you know otherwise they knew they read the game better than us no of course that's that's, that's a very valuable mm-hmm. insight so let's talk about your batting when you made the comeback in the sharja rathmans cup you opened the innings and of course with sayed kirmani in the team you know only one keeper can play like you said yourself when you cemented your place in delhi and north zone because you were a good keeper and a good bat you know your job was pretty secure so how long was that wait and when uh, you opened the innings uh, you know that was that the chosen position you wanted to bat because in the 79 world cup you batted in the lower uh, lower middle order or maybe the actually the tail you you didn't bat i think higher than eight yeah it was uh, pretty down the order but uh, we had greats at that time and when you just walking in i was very lucky to be in that dressing room where uh, you know venkat raghavan bedi chandrashekar gavaskar vishi all those people prajesh patel mohindra manat they were all there you know so in 79 that dressing room experience was great so it took me 5 years to come back i was in great form in the domestic cricket and uh, it was you know again uh, i would say gavaskar sunny bhai must have thought something good you know to drop kirmani isn't an easy thing if i was in his place i would have made kiri play keep the wickets and maybe make me open the batting you know because i was an outstanding fielder as well but he and uh, our vice captain was madan lal he was my roommate he didn't tell me they had the meeting in the evening normally we come to know one day before 
Abbas Ali Beg Saab, three of them met and next day we had the toss and Sunny Bhai had put the team in the dressing room. We were reading who is playing and then suddenly I realized that I am going to keep the wickets as well, you know. And uh, next to me was Kiri sitting in the dressing room and on one side was Sunny Bhai. So I was tying my laces, getting ready to uh, keep the wickets, you know. We put the Sri Lankans in and uh, then Kiri Mia said, just get up. And he hugged me and wished me luck. He said, all the best. So that was great, you know. A great man was made to sit out and he was encouraging me, giving me wishes from heart. And uh, on the right side was Mr. Gavaskar. He said, come on, get out with the game. And uh, he felt that I was fitting, uh, feeling a little odd, uh, you know, sandwiched between Kirmani and Gavaskar. <laughs> One is dropped and uh, mm-hmm. I have to I'd wear the gloves as well. So he made me comfortable. He said, come on. So oh, that was again. great. And uh, when I got to bat, we got them out for 91. It was a seeming track. And uh, I was full of confidence. And uh, 79 experience was at the back of the mind. And Sadik, to be honest, uh, there is a, when you do well in first class cricket, right? And you get picked for India. or any other country you're playing in from transition from first class cricket to international cricket. Now at the international cricket, every team will have bowlers who will bowl at 145, one or two. And uh, if you get only one or two matches, you might fail. But if you're lucky to have a godfather and uh, the selector that they keep playing you for two, three months, then that international level becomes like first-class cricket for you. So, 79, when I was ousted, I carried all the bitter memories and uh, the lessons I learned. So, when I went into bat, it was probably Ratnaike or Vinodan John. Uh, tall, burly, broad-shouldered guy, you know, bowled the first bouncer, you know, first ball. And I hooked him to square leg, you know, for a boundary. I knew it's my day and I got 50 something not out, you know. I was man of the match. So on comeback. And uh, Kapil was going for his knee operation. That victory was sweet because uh, Chetan Sharma, Manoj Prabhakar, they were youngsters. And Madhulal, the veteran. Uh, without uh, Kapil, we got Sri Lanka out for uh, 91. So you can imagine the kind of wicket we were playing on. And Sri Lanka had uh, Dulip Mendes as captain. Veti Mani, uh, uh, not Siddharth, his elder brother, the number two. Then they had uh, Roy Dias, Madhugule, uh, De Silva, I think was there or not. But Rana Tunga was there. They had a very strong batting lineup and, you know, get them out for 91. Uh, there was moisture and grass on the pitch. The only time I saw in Sharjah. And uh, our seamers were outstanding and we supported them in fielding behind the stumps. And when I went in, you know, my stint of playing on uh, matting wicket at Sonnet came to uh, my help because anything slightly short, I could pick it very early. And I was in a position to hit it to square, like, you know. So, and you got to have uh, luck on your side, you know. The Almighty's grace. Khiladi sab achhe hote You got, you know, you got to have luck running for you. No, you are absolutely right. And this brings me to again a question I didn't have in mind with the Rishabh Pant and Ritiman Saha situation. You know, if uh, your situation was fast forwarded to today's time, you were more like the all rounder keeper. You know, the place that Dhoni, Gilchrist, and now Rishabh Pant has taken to a whole different level. And Ridhiman Sawa probably is still the best glove man in the world. But the reality is the game has changed. And even I was a big fan and big supporter, but what Rishabh Pant has been doing, he has made that job his own. So maybe, you know, in your day, there was less variety of cricket, but you probably were playing a game that was, you know, a little out of, uh, you know, you were a little ahead of your times. Let's, let's put it this way. So, do yeah. you see that today between Pant and Saha, what's your view on Pant and Saha? I mean, you're a keeper, but, you know, how do you break down that dilemma? Pant is an outstanding talent and uh, he's done reasonably well for India. 
I still feel he needs to tighten up his wicket keeping, and uh, he's working hard on that. I'm sure a lot many people must be saying that to him. And in the last series against England, we saw that he kept reasonably well, and he has lost some weight as well. He's a fantastic timer of the cricket ball. So in the years to come, we can have him. Saha, unfortunately, you know, he's a 34, 35, 36. I don't know. So how many test matches we play in a year? So now, if you have the choice of Rishabh Pant, I'm sure even I will discard Saha and play Pant because Pant can win you the match with his batting, where all the top batsmen fail. He scores runs, you know, anywhere. Absolutely. So again. Uh... Let's talk about your relationship with DDCA. You know, uh, you've served there as well. And uh, how, if you want to talk freely about, you know, how has that relationship been since your day uh, as a player, and how has DDCA changed over the years? Because Mr. Vishen Singh Bedi, you know, has had his issues, and he's one of the most vocal, you know, cricketers of his stature. So, if you want to just, you know, give the listeners a slight overview what the DDCA was and how it has shaped into what it is today. You know, not only DDCA. What I see, the cricket administrators all over the country. The priority now, <clears throat> it seems, is money. The passion for cricket is not there. The administrators over there earlier, they had the passion of the game. You know, so DDCA is no different. Cricket is continuing. Due to pandemic, we haven't had any Ranji Trophy, only T20 and One Days. And uh, over the years, I won't say too many strong words, but I'll say it's not the same what it was uh, when we were playing. We still had complaints then that we walked out of our Ranji Trophy match, but they were saints as compared to the people of today. No, I think that's well said, and I think that's enough said. I don't want to poke further. I think you know the listeners can draw their conclusion. Yeah, so let's finish this call. Association. Sorry. I had a long association from school days seventy seventy one till now. Uh, they have been very kind to me. Even they take my criticism in their stride. वो कहते हैं ना बर्दाश्त करते हैं हमारी बातों को वो and so they are very kind to me. I've got so much love respect from them. But things absolutely. can get better, you know. I hope. No, you, you are absolutely right. So let's finish this conversation, and uh, I'll just a f- free question. I think on your batting, and uh, Vijay Lokapalli sir were telling me that you know your reputation is bada player in Delhi, and you were one of those guys who kya kya run karte the. You would say, okay, I'm going to score. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know it's, it's coming firsthand from some other cricketers. So, how do you look back at you know your domestic career and international career with that kind of a legacy you're leaving behind? You think you could have gotten like more chances to play the India colours, or you think you know that's all she wrote for you that you got those eleven games? Or uh, uh, you know, summarize it for us because it's hard for us to go back into an era when we were you know we are looking at scorecards and coming up with these questions. And fellows younger than me would also like to know you were seen as a guy you know who could blast the ball. Maybe Raman Lamba and Ajay Sharma are like you know your proteges. So look back at the Surinder Khanna career, and you know if you want to summarize, are there any regrets, or you think you maximize the full potential? No regrets at this age. <clears throat> I think it's no point regretting. You know, see the positives that I was fortunate to play. There are so many who couldn't even play one game for India. You know, like Rajinder Gaur, who in domestic cricket had the maximum num- number of wickets, seven hundred. Wickets or something, and he couldn't play even one game for India. So if I look back, you know, yes, I felt after eighty-four uh, Asia Cup, I should have played four or five years of one-day cricket for India. I was not fortunate to have some godfather, whom I felt they were my friends and godfather. Actually, they were wanting me out of the team, which I came to know later on. By the time it was too late, because I'm an emotional person, I never had 
politics and never understood emotional people you know if you treat somebody a friend he is a friend you wouldn't do anything against him behind his back so the year they dropped me i'll uh, answer in this way <clears throat> i had the number one position in uh, ranji trophy in india i averaged about 170 or 180 got a double hundred got 150 in four innings i had about 400 runs you know and i came to know they dropped me in the semi finals of ranji trophy and delhi lost the semi final to railways so what can you do you can perform to the best of your ability and your best is also not good enough to uh, be in the team you know so i don't know some people at that time my teammates or i don't know i can't answer that no Because i think I've been uh, yeah performing and you can imagine if i got a double hundred 150 opening the batting the style of batting i had i must have murdered the bowlers and if they didn't want me you know it was not in my hands you know they did it i had no godfather so that was history after that i got a chance to play as a pro in scotland edinburgh uh, my clubs were kestorfen cricket club and stuarts melville and i have great memories of that five six years i spent there my wife and kids used to join me in the summer and one season i had 13 14 hundreds on saturday in the league that's a record over there they treated me like don bradman over there my club mates you know even the opposition respected me a lot so i had a great time i enjoyed my stint with sale i played till the age of 39 40 as still cricket is still a passion i lost my wife 6 years back my young son manat 2 years back cricket is like oxygen for me my lifeline which keeps me alive keeps me going despite these two great personal losses i live with my daughter she is the head of <clears throat> legal of lenscart she did her llm from london school of economics and my son in law is with racket pool miser both are corporate lawyers he did his llm from harvard so i live with them they are very kind and uh, i'm speaking to you and enjoying the pizza my daughter has cooked <laughs> no that, that's very kind of you for sharing these kind of personal uh, details uh, and and in this must be hard i mean you know because uh, as a sportsman one goes through such a long journey like you said you can only work hard and then the decision making is out of your control and i i learned absolutely a lot of stuff about your career in sports in general today this is a very candid chat i got more than what i bargained for we requested 30 40 minutes are we closing in on 55 minutes uh, thank uh-huh. you mr khanna it was an absolute pleasure uh, i enjoyed every minute of it and uh, hopefully we can talk again thank you very much certainly thank you for having me <laughs>